1000 rings, 1000 rings, 1000 Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Top 1000 Radio. This is episode number 33, song battle number 32. I am your host, Chris Naren, and I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we got a lot, still got a lot of people uh, joining us, and uh, I think it's fantastic. I, I hope uh, hope we're giving you guys something to, you know, make your uh, commute a little less uh, frustrating. Okay, I know I like it when people do that for me. And uh, if you haven't uh, listened, shared, or followed, well, if you're listening, you're listening, right? Uh, if you haven't shared or followed uh, on Spotify and rated the show five stars, uh, please do so. And please uh, spread the the podcast to people who like music, trivia, and fake radio. All right. Uh, again, our explainer is on episode 15, so you understand what we're doing. And uh, you can go to top1000radio.blogspot.com to see the lists. I'm gonna, I should update that today. And uh, let me know if you're making your own list. All right. Let me know if you're trying our method. I would like to see that. All right. Let's get to our news and reviews on this day in rock history. White Snake, who I think is on the list somewhere. I better check, but they they need to be on there. Um, and they their self-titled album, not their debut album. They were around, I think, in the 70s. But uh, 1987, they, they released uh, their self-titled album. It sold over 8 million copies in the United States. Um, but it never did reach number one on the Billboard 200 because at the same time it came out, U2's Joshua Tree, Whitney Houston's Whitney, and Michael Jackson's Bad were also was also on the on the uh, chart. So I don't think we're ever going to see the kind of uh, you know heavy hitting albums all on the charts at the same time like we did in in the 1980s sometimes because I don't know it just maybe that's chronological bias on my part but I, I do remember my friends some of you are listening uh when i when i moved out to uh, california and i don't know we were sitting around at lunch or the library or something talking about bands we listened to and i i said oh yeah you know i like white snake and they're like they laughed at me like white snake <laughs> i like purple iguana you know and they started making fun of them. and then within a year or maybe two they were all digging white snake because uh that was probably 1985 when they were laughing at me and then when the when the white snake album came out in 87 everybody was into that album you know because of mostly because of tawny contain dancing on the car but uh anyway also on april 7th and that was 1987 april 7th april 7th 1978 the police released the single for roxanne you don't have to put on the red light. And birthday, notable birthday, April 7, 1949, John Oates, the half of the team Holland Oates. Okay. Also a, a, a group that we need to get on this list because they had some very, very cool stuff. Okay. Right, Major Steve? Uh, my boy Major Steve is a big Holland Oates fan. Um, so that's our news and reviews. Let's move along to our song. This is Turn It On Again by Genesis.
Turn it on again. Released in 1980 on the album Duke. Reached number 58. Lyrics by Mike Rutherford concern a man who does nothing more than watch television. Becomes obsessed with the people he watches on it, believing them to be his friends. It was originally conceived as a simple riff that keyboardist Tony Banks came up with during a sound check, which the rest of the band then developed into a complete song. I had this riff, and he plays it on his guitar, but at the time I was playing it, it was like this. Plays it slower. And Phil said, why don't you try at a faster speed? And he was like, do you realize it's in 13.8? I said, what do you mean it's in 13? It's in 4, isn't it? No, it's in 13. That's my spinal tap version. All right, wake me up when September ends. From Green Day's 2004 American Idiot, peaked at number six and earned a nomination for Best Pop Performance by a duo or group with vocal at the 2006 Grammy Awards. Wake Me Up When September Ends was written by frontman Billy Joe Armstrong about his father who died of esophageal cancer when Armstrong was 10 years old. At one point, he dubbed the song the most autobiographical song he'd ever written, considering it therapeutic but also difficult to perform. The song has become associated with Hurricane Katrina and 9-11 since both events occurred in September. Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon by Neil Diamond, released in 1967 on the album Just For You. It peaked at number 10 enjoying a, and enjoyed a second life appearing in the 1994 Pulp Fiction soundtrack performed by rock band Urge Overkill. The lyrics describe the narrator romantically interested in a young woman whose friends and family disapprove of him, while he urges the woman to reach her own conclusions about him. A Man by Boston, released 1986 on their album Third Stage, was not released as a single and did not chart on the on the Billboard Hot 100. The song's lyrics explore the theme of masculinity, reflecting on the challenges and responsibility that come with it. Co-written by lead singer Brad Delp and guitarist Tom Schultz, the album Third Stage was the first to be certified gold in both the LP and CD format. What About Love by Heart, released in 1985 on their album Heart. Peaked at number 10, it was also the band's comeback single since it had been the first top 40 hit in three years. Grace Slick and Mickey Thomas of Starship provide background vocals. The song was originally recorded in 1983 by Canadian rock group Toronto, of which songwriters Sharon Alton and Brian Allen were members. It's Sharon Alton, I mean. The other songwriter, Jim Valiance, was not a member of Toronto, though he did play drums on their recording of the song. However, the rest of the band 
elected not to release the song and the frustration Alan and Alton faced in being unable to convince their bandmates to feature this and other material on Toronto's albums led to their departure from the group. Later, Michael McCarty of ATV Music Publishing was reviewing his song catalog when he came across What About Love. He offered the song to Hart, who turned it into a worldwide hit. There we go. That is our song notes. And let's move into our um, couplet battle. Okay. Now, when I first started uh, going through the lyrics for the couplet battle, I was kind of struck like this is kind of a lyrical desert, you know, with, you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, the Genesis song is just repeating the same lines over and over again. There's a lot of repetition in these lyrics. And but as the more I, I I you know thought about it, and the more I listened to the the songs, um, you know, there's, there's some depth to it, even though there's not much content in terms of uh, you know a, you know sometimes you having a bunch of verses and a bunch of different words doesn't work. It's just too much, you know. But uh, you know sometimes a good song just has a simple you know couple lines that are repeated and you know interesting way if, if the song works the song works you know that's just the way it, way it is but anyway i think i i i came to uh i made my peace with these lyrics all right so we're going to do it like they do in the uh in the um in the beauty pageants all right i'm going to start with the uh well i'm going to start with the loser okay in this case it's going to be girl you'll be a woman soon by neil diamond neil diamond's a master lyricist okay i have all kinds of uh respect for his his ability to write lyrics um and this one may be misunderstood okay it's kind of creepy but maybe the protagonist in in the song isn't an old dude you know latching on some young girl it may be just a, a you know a teenage boy who you know considers himself to be older and and more mature and he's you know He's, he's, he's trying to, you know, front for this girl because her family doesn't like him and he's trying to, you know, he's trying to man up and, you know, I don't know that, that could be it, but it does, it does come across as creepy and, and knowing what we know about rock stars in that era, the 1960s, I mean, it was basically the caveman days. Okay. They, uh, you know, there's all kinds of, and not just rock stars, but, you know, Hollywood types and, and that kind of thing. Um, they 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 were preying on young girls, so it it, it is kind of creepy. And and so, uh, but the the lyric I I pulled out of that was I've been misunderstood for all my life, but what they're saying, girl, it cuts like a knife. Okay, it's a good lyric. It it uh, it kind of you know uh, lays lays out the this the protagonist's feelings. They're out there on you know on the table and. Um, you know, he's admitting to being hurt by what people say, uh, that kind of thing. And, and, uh, you know, that's, that's good stuff. All right. So that's the loser. The third runner up would be wake me up when September is now this, you know, these are some pretty deep lyrics. Okay. I I pulled out summer has come and passed. The innocent can never last. Okay. It's kind of like that, that scene in, uh, in the, the outsiders with, you know, the brat pack, you know, Ralph Macchio and, uh, C. Thomas Howell and 
Tom Cruise is in it, Rob Lowe, uh, Patrick Swayze. It's like, you know, the list go and, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Matt, Matt Dillon, you know, all these, you know, uh, great actors from the eighties. They're all in that movie. And there's a scene with C. Thomas Howell and Ralph Macchio where, where, uh, C. Thomas Howell's character, Pony Boy is talking about this, this, uh, poem and he's, you know, nothing gold can stay. And, um, and it's kind of, it reminded me of that. And, that, you know, and, and, you know, uh, Billy Joe, uh, whatever his name is, he, Armstrong, he, um, and he's writing about his dad, you know, and, and what a, what a tragedy that was. And, you know, that's, you know, whenever I hear a rock star, um, you know, lamenting the, the death of their father, that, that to me, that's kind of heartening because so many rock stars, you know, didn't really, you know, didn't really know their fathers or, you know, their fathers didn't care about them, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so that's kind of heartening. And as for, um, I think, I think, uh, uh, Artillo is going to talk about the September thing, you know, is September a bad month. Um, I, I've always had a kind of a love hate relationship with September mainly because, you know, that was that, that you back in the old days, that was when school started. And, uh, you know, I, I, I never, even as a teacher, I, I, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go back to school, but, uh, once I'm, once I'm in the thick of it, I'm, I'm digging it, um, uh, because <laughs> that's football season. You know, uh, well now, I mean, in the last several years for high school, it's been August is, you know, we, we usually have three or four games under our belt by, by the end of August, I'm probably more like two or three, but, um, anyway, that, you know, that's the beginning of football, especially in September, that's the beginning of college football. And that's when I really, you know, that's when I really perk up. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's a hot month. It's insanely hot. And if you're, if you're, uh, out there on the field, you know, coaching ball or playing ball like I used to, you know, when I was a kid. Um, yeah, that, that's a miserable, that's a miserable time of year when you're out there in full pads with a helmet on and, you know, it's a hundred degrees, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty rough, but you're still playing ball. And, uh, you know, I, I, every year I get, get excited in September because of that. Um, and other people have reasons why they, they love or hate, uh, September, but, uh, for me, it's 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 a net gain, <laughs> okay, because of football. Uh, and then our second runner-up is what about love? Um, I can tell you what you're feeling inside. I can't sell you what you don't want to buy. Okay, um, those are cool lyrics. Uh, I like the I like the line. I can't sell you what you don't want to buy, um, because I used to be a salesman, and uh, I do know that sometimes you can sell people what they don't want to buy. Okay. That's one of the, one of the cool things about some lyrics is, is, uh, you know, sometimes they're saying it and you know that they, they, they don't actually believe it. Okay. Um, cause one, one time I actually sold, I used to sell Kirby vacuum cleaners. I don't know how old I was, probably 20 years old, 19, 20, something like that. Uh, and you know, Kirby vacuum cleaners are terrific machines they're you know very well made but their their business model is atrocious you know they get a bunch of young hungry people and put them on the street you know they you know necessarily go door to door but they you know they send you to people's houses to demonstrate you know the machine and all that well i went to this one house and somebody messed up on the uh on the referral 
And I walk in and there's no carpet. They have they have hardwood floors. I'm like, yeah, well, great. You know, and I hadn't sold a hadn't sold one in a couple of days, you know, and I was kind of, you know, bummed out. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to see if I can't just go ahead and sell one of these anyway. So I told, I said, you know, I'm here to sell the thing, you know, and then, and, and the woman didn't speak English, so she had her daughter translating, and, you know, her daughter says, well, we don't have any carpet, and I'm like, I said, the fact that you don't have carpet is the reason why you should buy it, <laughs> you know, and that's called reversing the objection, that's a, a sales technique, but then you got to think of something, you got to think of a reason, and the reason I came up with, just kind of on the spot, you know, I asked the, the lady, does your daughter get sick a lot, you know, I figured a 50-50 chance, right? And she said, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, and her daughter's like, yeah. And I said, that's because you don't have any carpet. <laughs> and I was, so I went on to explain, you know, because you got this little uh, demonstration window on there. You put a little filter in. So whatever would normally go in the bag, it goes under this filter. So you, you know, normally you would, you know, vacuum their carpet real quick, just a spot, you know, any spot, doesn't matter. You know, I, I think you tell them, like, well, where's the cleanest spot on your carpet? Oh, and they show you, and then you vacuum that part, and you pull it out, and it's all full of grime and dust and dead bug parts and stuff like that, and you show it to them, and they're like, gross. You know, well, this I didn't have carpet to do that with, so I said, you know, get me one of her pillows, you know, where she sleeps. And so she brought a pillow in, and I, I vacuumed it, and it had all that gunk in it and stuff. And I said, this is what she's, you know breathing now if i vacuum just about anybody's pillow unless it's brand new it's probably going to be nasty like that same thing with a mattress or whatever so anyway long story short the lady bought it (laughs) she bought the machine (laughs) full price everything and i was like i i felt really bad i drove i drove home really slow (laughs) because i didn't want to get in an accident and go to hell so anyway that's that's the second runner up the runner up the uh the second place so that the, you know in a beauty pageant you know and the runner-up is and when you say it then everybody freaks out because they know who the winner is okay so you don't actually say the winner you say the runner-up's name and then everybody knows who the winner is all right in this case the runner-up is turn it on again okay you're just another face that i know from the tv show i've known you for a long time i feel feel you like a friend all right so it's a sad lyric you know that that's a sad subject uh where you got you know, people uh, watching TV so much and not interacting with other people that, you know, they think that the people on the TV are their friends, okay? It's just a notch below, you know, uh, people that are just online all the time and on social media, and that's the only interaction they have is is with people online and social media, and they never actually go and um, into what they call meet space <laughs> and meet people. Um, but, th- yeah, it's, it's a you know, a notch below that to sit there and watch TV and, and come to feel like, you know, those people on the TV are your friends. And so, uh, and then, you know, the, also the lyric, I can show you some of the people in my life, you know, and it's like, here they are on the TV. That's, that's pretty sad. All right. So that means the winner is to be a man. All right. So easy to want and so hard to give. How can you be a man until you see beyond the life you live? That's, that's pretty profound, I think. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's lots of songs out there that can, uh, that can answer the question, you know, what does it take to be a man? Uh, there's a Laney Wilson song called things men ought to know it, you know, she lists some, some stuff right off the bat, you know, changing tires on the side of the road and I don't know, some other country stuff, but, uh, but that's a good one. Um, you know, in, in the song, they bring up, you know, 
the question of strength. You know, do men need to be strong? And, and uh, you know, I happen to be of the opinion that, yes, they do. They do need to be, like, physically strong. Okay, obviously, you know, any human being, whatever gender, you know, you need to be strong psychologically. Okay, it helps to be strong psych- psychologically. All right. Um, but, uh, and, and, and women, too, should be physically strong. Okay, as strong as they can be. Men should get as strong as they can get. Women should get as strong as they can get physically because you, you're, you're uh, as Mark Ripito would say, you're harder to kill <laughs> and you're more useful. Okay. Um, you know, it's hard. Like I, I, I went out yesterday and it's been a while since I've done uh, squats and I went out and did my, did my three sets of five. Now it's obviously more sets than that. I had to do four, four or five warm up sets, but, um, by the time I was done with, and I'm not even going to tell you how little I was lifting. I'm embarrassed by how light it was. But when I got done, I was gasping like a fish, man. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was going to die. Um, and, uh, you know, and, but that's, that's what you got to do. And it's hard. It's, it's psychologically difficult. So getting physically strong also makes you mentally strong because like if, if you've never done like a, 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 an actual strength training program. And I don't mean going to the gym and, you know, doing some curls and doing, you know, just kind of treating the gym like a smorgasbord or a buffet or something, you know, or, Oh, I got to, you know, do variety or I get bored, that kind of thing. Now training means you go in and you do the same thing every almost basically the same thing. You can little variations. Um, but you know, you're adding, you're adding weight every time you go in that's training. If you're not adding weight every every time, you're not training, okay. And if you've ever done that, and it gets when it starts getting difficult pretty quick, and it stays difficult. See, that's the thing is like when people train. I got a point here, so stick with me. When people work out and exercise, okay, they they're looking forward to that point where it starts to get easy. Like say with running, okay, if you're going to run, you know, five miles. Okay. At first you're struggling. Okay. And then eventually, oh man, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not getting as tired. I'm not getting as winded, you know, and you, you start to enjoy it and you're like, okay, yeah. Same thing with, you know, you go in and you do three sets of 10, you know, with something and you're like, oh yeah, it was hard. And now it's easy. Boom, boom, boom. You feel like you've done something. Okay. Yeah, that's great. But you, you, you're not getting stronger. Okay. If, if it gets easy and you keep doing that, you're not getting stronger. It, if it's not, taxing you every single time to the point where like like i was yesterday you're gasping when you come out of that squat rack you know with you've been in there with you know 400 pounds on your back right and you do three sets of five you you know it's going to be as hard at 400 pounds as it was at 225 you know when you were when all you could do three sets of five was 225 and it was hard and you come out and you your chest is thumping and you're, you know, you're gasping for air. It's going to be the same experience when you got 400 pounds on it. 400 pounds is not going to be easy. You see what I'm saying? And then the 405 is going to feel like 400 and 410 is going to feel like 405. You know, it's going to go on like that forever. That takes a tremendous amount of mental strength. Okay. And, and, you know, if, if that was all you were doing was just strength training, you know, it really probably wouldn't be worth it. But if you build the mental strength that goes along with the, you know, the, 
the physical strength, then that's something that a man and a woman can use in their life. Okay, that's a useful thing. Okay, well, I've gone on long enough about that. But that's our our, our, our winner is to be a man. And I got to share this, though. I'm going to call this segment Artificial Ignorance, okay? I was, you know, full full disclosure, I was using the chat AI to to speed things up a little bit. And what I do is I just type in, you know, uh, write a brief paragraph with the song, the album, the year, the chart set, uh, chart success, and maybe some trivia. And then, I, you know, it always is terrible the way it writes it. I'll go in and rewrite it. But it, that way I don't have to go looking for all that information. You know, various, you know, some songs don't even have a Wikipedia page. So, um, so it hel- it's helpful. All right. Uh, but I rewrite all, all the, you know, some of the lines are really dumb. Um, but this is one of the lines from To Be a Man. Uh, <laughs> I, it said, the song features the band's signature sound with soaring guitars and powerful vocals. I, I take that stuff out usually. And it's memorable chorus. To be a man, you must have honor. Honor and a penis too. <laughs> I'm like, I saw that. I'm like, what? Wait. Like. I've listened to that song a million times. I mean, th- when third stage came out, me and my friends, we just wore that album out. And I'm pretty sure a bunch of 17 year olds would have c- picked up on that line. So I, I looked the lyrics up and of course it wasn't on there. And I'm like, wow, chat AI, uh, chat GPT or whatever it is. That it's, um, it's making stuff up now. And I think what I, I figured it out, um, it, cause I was reading up on it. It, it crawls the internet basically. It it uses it relies heavily on Wikipedia. Um, I I tend to use Infogalactic if I'm going to use a a uh, you know one of those online encyclopedias. I'm going to use Infogalactic. Um, but it also tr- it also crawls Reddit. <laughs> it uses Reddit for its its source. So um, I would. If I had to bet, I would bet that's where that line came from. Somebody had read it, you know. But that that's that's crazy. So be really careful, people, if you're going to use that stuff. All right. Moving on to the Council of Learned Elders. Uh, Granger was going to be on the show tonight, but he had to work late. Um, so I'm going to give his reviews. He gave What About Love the top spot. Uh, can't go wrong with Heart. They even managed to take over and produce, take over, produce and polish songs. Still make them sound like good rock and roll. Uh, second place was to be a man. A uh, little departure from typical Boston songs, but it fits in very nice with the rest of the songs on third stage. Of course, this is kind of a different band by now. Only Schultz and Depp remain from the original lineup, but still a solid album. Third place he gives to Wake Me Up with September Ends. This whole album is great, a great concept album, and even has the feel of a musical. Personally, I'm still burnt out on it, though, though, because I listened to it so much from start to finish, plus the fact it was so overplayed on the radio. I do wish it was a different singer, not a fan of Billy Joe. Uh, fourth place was Turn It On Again, good prog rock band, Genesis, and then he has nothing to say about Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon, but he is at his last place pick. All right, now we're going to get to Emo Sean and Artillo, and I'm going to run them back to back. Let's start with Emo Sean. Top 1,000 radio listeners all over the globe. 
for that one guy in Ding Dong, Texas. This is Emo Sean back for the attack as he rates this five stack. At the top spot, the five. To be a man. Emo Sean believes this song is fully emo. It's about feels. It's a bit uncomfortable because it's true. Emo Sean, although emo, feels not feels, but falls short. If you know Emo Sean's previous comments about lack of knowledge and care for lyrical content, you should be surprised I read the words. Tom Schultz is a master. The guitars are large and otherworldly, and the one time that harmony comes in before the guitars creates a supernova, chin on floor, and I wanted more. Number four, turn it on again. Emo Sean is about Phil Collins drumming, simply just right, with the bass just a pedaling down the road. I turned it on again three times. Number three, what about love? Emo Sean likes the Barracuda, but this song does bring the memories when Emo Sean landed upon the shores of sunny SoCal. Heart, play some thick guitar. Emo Sean do like. Number two, Girl, you're gonna be a man, uh, I mean woman. Emo Sean does not think Neil Diamond will ever see the light of three. He is lucky Green Day was on the list, and Neil Diamond received a two and a large fraction of Green Day's one. Last, point zero zero, no, negative point zero 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 one, Green Day sucks. Emo Sean desperately wants to add many much more zeros and fills, afraid that the indication of anything other than zero would imply Emo Sean gives this trite merit. He does not, and is ashamed he says has said this much on the matter. Emo Sean is out. What's up? This is Artillo coming at you with another song rating, and I'm gonna start with my four. Turn it on again. But Genesis. I love these chords and the time signature changes. The drums, of course. Phil Collins shining again. This song has great high energy. It's 80s, but not. There's some 70s stuff going on there with the strings, disco hits, and dare I say, a little Bruce Lee action movie stuff of the times too. That's a little weird, but there's a lot of flair that just makes it stand out. The opening chord progression, it's just like another song I know. Man, I can't think of it right now, and it's bugging me. But Artillo had an event to attend. Makes me a little bit behind this time around. I've just got to look it up later. Wish I could say more. Moving on to Wake Me Up When September Ends. I swear, I don't hate Green Day. I know it's hard to tell from my reviews so far. I had a theory that there was not a single song using the word September that didn't just do it for the rhymes. But I guess this is that one song. I respect what he's doing with the lyrics here. He actually has something to say. Still hate it. And I gotta say... Is September a bad month? I don't know. Gets a two from me. Moving on to my number three here. 
What About Love by Heart. This is a classic. It opens with 70s style strings on the keys and 80s style after that. The song structure is simple and that's fine. But unfortunately, Listen to Your Heart by Roxette came along after that and just pervaded the airways for a good long bit and just makes this song feel not fresh to me. Which is a shame because it's not fair. And I understand like all of that is happening right around the same time. Again, not fair. But here's what changes it up. When that guitar solo comes in, it's also so simple. But the mastery of tone, it's a relationship with an amplifier, for real. And then with 30 seconds to go, the vocals just come in and you know, that's, you know. And then finally, the modulation. If people are gonna modulate right here, most of them will go up a whole step to a G, right? We're in F, just take it up to G. But no, instead, they go to the dominant of that, the D major, and just hang out there, and they never go forward, and they never go back. It just rocks. What else can I say? That's heart. Lastly, coming in at one, sort of, is girl, you'll be a woman soon. There are three reasons why I hate this song. I don't really want to discuss any of them here. Gets a one or a zero. And finally, the reason that I've been so behind schedule, folks, here it comes. All right, folks, we are live. I understand Artillo is going to be doing a cold listen today for us. Of to be a man by Boston. Yeah, Russell. Boston's been through here before and hasn't always made a great showing with this crowd. Alright, folks, let's see what we're gonna see here today. Or tell, tell us tell us your thoughts. Yeah, so this is actually my first listen to this song. And uh I don't know, it's a ballad. But is it a power ballad? The electric guitars are boom. Good contrast with the keyboards. But these vocals, it, it's always dial it back a bit for me. But the guitars are so anthemic. Okay, wait. The vocals bring it with just 45 seconds left to go. Ladies and gentlemen, can he do it? Yes, he can! The power is on! This song officially rocks! There's just a perfect amount of blues guitar and vocals screaming through there, and the queen chord progressions are money. What an work. It ends on such a simple piano chord. It's not a mic drop. It is just a moment when the spotlight fades and the man slowly puts the microphone back on the stand and quietly walks away with his hat back on and his hands in his pockets. Gets a five from me. All right. Thank you, Artillo. Uh, I think uh, Artillo is has been hanging out with a Cowboys fan uh, a little bit, and the sports ball has 
has taken over Artillo's brain. I think Artillo was secretly disappointed that my uh, switch and formats to sports turned out to be a April Fool's joke. I think Artillo secretly wanted wanted that to happen. But I don't know. You never know. Maybe it might, it might happen one of these days if uh, mu- music begins to no longer interest me. We'll see. All right, let's get to the polls. Uh, we had Rario Speedwagon, Eric Clapton, and the outfield vying for. Uh, this time, we're actually going to replace a song, okay? Because uh, we're out of Eagles songs, we've we've run out, and so Eric Clapton is the winner. I think this, yeah, this is the second second time. I'm surprised by how many Eric Clapton fans are out there. There's quite a few. Uh, it was close between Clapton and Speedwagon, so. Uh, so we're going to put Crossroads up. Uh, we're going to replace, uh, what was the last one we was, uh, I forget. I think I have the thing here. We're going to replace the uh, uh, Just Like a Woman, uh, uh, Bob Dylan, with Crossroads by Eric Clapton. Okay, Crossroads is a uh, Eric Clapton cover of a Robert Johnson song. Robert Johnson was one of the uh, seminal figures in the Delta Blues, and he, you know, tells the story of him going down to the crossroads and selling his soul to the devil to become a, uh, you know, guitar player and a great guitar player. And they made a movie uh, based on that, not about Robert Johnson, but about you know, uh, basically Ralph Macchio's. If the if the Karate Kid was a guitar player instead of a Karate Kid, so he'd be a blues guitar kid and instead of mr miyagi he had you know willie brown was his you know was his trainer so he taught him how to play the real blues uh, he was this virtuoso guitarist and he he taught it basically the same plot of karate kid but with blues guitar and instead of the all valley karate tournament and johnny he's he's uh in a guitar battle at the end of the movie with steve Vai, one of the greatest guitar players in the world um but uh they, the the thing about it is they filmed that uh, part of that movie uh, just you know half a mile from where I lived <laughs> in in our little podunk town of Greenville, Mississippi. Like the the summer the summer I moved to California that uh, right before we moved that that was the big news uh, around there. Oh, you know what? I forgot to read something from Artillo. Artillo's gonna hit me with some artillery if I don't read this caveat. Uh, Artillo wanted to make sure everyone said or make sure that people might disagree with Artillo on the heart analysis chord wise, but it feels like it ends on a dominant chord uh, to me because it sounds so unresolved. I was in a rush. I might reanalyze later. Uh, I apologize. Don't hate. Okay. So uh, sorry. I forgot to read that. But anyway, um, so yeah, Crossroads is going on there. Um, and then, uh, okay, so let's get to the song battle itself. Uh, all across the Coleslaw Congress, Councilor of Learned, Council of Learned Elders came in big for uh, To Be a Man. And a close second to that was uh, What About Love? And third, um, uh, Turn It On Again. And uh, Green Day didn't do well with the Council of Learned Elders. Uh and then uh, with the Coleslaw Congress, uh, Green Day was the big winner there. And uh, second place for them was What About Love. Uh, no points for Neil Diamond or Genesis on the on the censorial layman and women poll. So 
the total in total, uh, it would be wa- actually what about love uh, inched it out by one one point, uh, thirty to twenty nine against uh, to be a man. So, and then of course, uh, girl, you'll be a woman soon. Brought in a meager, you know, sixteen points. All right, now where where am I going to come down on this? What's my verdict? Uh, I'm going to go kind of very close to the Coleslaw Congress, maybe a little different. <clears throat> but I'm going to give the win to To Be a Man by Boston. Okay, love that song, love that album. Uh, and then Ford's going to be What About Love, Heart. I mean, man, I, I, I remember when that album came out. Let me get the, make sure I got the year right. Yeah, 1985. Jeez, um, that yeah, that was the year. The year we moved, and, you know, 15 years old, you know, that's a, that's a, uh, what do they call it, a um, formative year, okay? And uh, that was that was kind of the soundtrack, part of the soundtrack of that year, you know, along with uh, AHA's uh, Take On Me. I remember we were practicing two-a-days hell week out there in the, the, the uh, what do they call it, the drill team with their flags. They were out there, and they were practicing to that song, aha, uh-huh. and it just it drove me, drove me mental. I'm out there like sweating my rear end off, and you know, and this aha uh-huh song just keeps going on and on. Um, but anyway, I remember what about love? You know, they uh, they played Kiss FM in 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 the the weight room, and I you know, I'd always I'd always take the bodybuilding class. They called it bodybuilding uh, for my PE. And I didn't really have to because they had football, but uh, you know it was elect an elective, I guess. But uh, they all that song was on every day. It was just you know, and and it was fine. I I liked it, and it, you know, I mean, Kiss FM played top forty, so there was a lot of you know stuff on there I didn't like. So that was that was one of the highlights. Uh, so good memories. Third place, wake me up when September ends. I'm not you know like emo Sean. I don't hate Green Day. Um, I like that song. Uh, I, I agree with the, the, the sentiment, <laughs> um, and you know, like September is a bittersweet month, uh, not for, for me, not for the same reason as him, but you know, a lot, some bad stuff has happened in September and, uh, but a lot of good stuff happens too. And so, uh, so I like that song. And then second place would be, or, uh, fourth place would be turn it on again. Genesis, uh, great. You know, I love the, 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 um, the opening of that song, uh, that guitar, you know, riff, it reminds me of a, a little known John Cougar Mellencamp, John Mellencamp. I'm not going to call him Cougar. Um, song. there's a little known song of his called danger list. And I think it's off of the American fool album. Don't quote me on that. Um, but it has this break in the middle of the song that sounds almost identical to that, but it's it's a little more crunchy, a little more a little more deep and and uh, uh, distorted. Uh, but for some reason, when I get hyped when that part when that break comes in, you know, like you know, when I was I, I remember squatting one time, I was right in the middle of my of a set and I was getting tired and you know gonna about to you know not do all my reps and that that break came on and I just uh, all of a sudden I'm like man screw that and I you know I popped out another three or four reps you know (laughs) and so uh so that it reminds me of that and it's I I like that that it's simple and you know but I like it and then of course last place is going to be girl you'll be a woman soon a little too creepy Maybe you didn't mean it to be that way. 
but I'm going to have to go ahead. I love the music in it. I, there's some really cool guitar work uh, in that song, and it's a shame that it has to be um, you know, paired up with, with some potentially creepy lyrics. Okay, All right, so that is going to get replaced then. That means that one's going to get kicked off the list, and who will kick it off? All right, we got the Bengals back again. Okay, I'm gonna put up. Um, I'm gonna put up "Walk Like an Egyptian." Okay, um, I, I probably I don't know if that's my favorite. I just want I, you know, but I'm gonna put up "Walk Like an Egyptian" for the Bengals, and then Tesla. Uh, I don't think they they did win, didn't they? Love song. I think Love Song got on there, so I think we're gonna put up uh, "Signs," their cover of the song "Signs." And then a new new addition, or first time on the list, or first time on the Challengers poll, Berlin, okay, uh, who I saw live years ago, and they were really good, and they still still had their fastball. Um, so we're gonna put up Metro for Berlin. That's gonna that's gonna be on the the polls, okay. All right, and then the next song battle, uh, maybe tomorrow, if not tomorrow Monday. Um, you got the look by Prince and Sheena Easton. You got Lucky by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Call Me the Breeze by Skinnerd. Free by Striper, and Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones. So this is a pretty. I mean, this is going to be a tough, tough list here. It's going to be a tough battle. All right, and I am going to play us out. It's been a while since we've done any Rosetta's Tone. So we're going to play out with Sign Child. You guys have a good one. My mind is clean.
Get out here.